Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Holy Man, a journey of becoming godly men. No matter if we are sons or husbands, dads, grandfathers, or just any regular guy out there, we are going to try to figure out how God would want us to live on this journey called life. None of us have it all figured out. So let's dig into God's Word and wrestle with God's Word as we try to become who God created us to be, specifically, holy men. Hey there, men. Uh, We're jumping into Holy Man 33, episode 33. I got a question for you. As we're thinking through some of the great men of faith throughout the Old Testament, um, what are some of the images that come to mind when I mention the Bible character and the story, Noah and the Ark? Yeah, I'm sure we all... Getting some different images in our mind right now. Uh, Do any of them come from children's artwork or toys or children's storybooks or children's Bibles? Yeah, if you've been a parent, more than likely you had something along those lines that put certain images into your mind about the story. Maybe for some of you, you think back to a few years ago, uh, there was a fun Steve Carroll movie that came out called Evan Almighty, uh, kind of was a present day take on Noah and the Ark. Uh, I love that movie. It's a fun movie and it gives it a good presentation, in my opinion, of, uh, of the Noah story. Um, if you read the story in the Bible, uh, it is found of Noah uh, it, you find it in Genesis chapter 6, and it's as you read it in the Bible, it's not like we see in children's books. Uh, some of the imagery that we have in our heads of the cute story, uh, it's not overly cute. And, uh, and th- so this, this character of Noah, it's not a cute story, guys. Uh, let me just read just a little bit just to set the stage for that time period of what's going on in the world. Uh, Starting in verse 5 of chapter 6, it says, The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth. And his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created. And with them, the animals, the birds, the creatures that move along the ground, for I regret that I have made them. What do you think now, guys? It's quite a story, isn't it? It's not a... You know, it's not something right there that makes you go, aw, so cute. <laughs> it just wasn't. Uh, depravity hit a high mark. Well, in the midst of what God was seeing, in the midst of his plan for the world, 
what does God say next? Here's the cool part. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. That's a cool line right there, guys. In the midst of all of the brokenness, the ugliness, the evilness that God was watching in the human race, whatever it was in Noah's life, whatever it was that in his heart, there was something there that caused God to look out over the world, to see the ugliness, but yet say, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. It's like going up to the spearfish fish hatchery and looking in all the different tanks and the ponds at all the fish and thinking that they were all so small. So many small fish just everywhere, fish after fish, so small and not really worth much. Then all of a sudden, there out of nowhere in a big tank was a 21-inch rainbow trout. So awesome. Or maybe you're out hunting elk and you're You've been hunting for days and days, and you're seeing little spike after little spike after little spike. Then all of a sudden, out walks a huge five by five. You know, all the wickedness, it says, and all the evil. And then there was Noah. Noah warmed God's heart. Noah, because of his, the way he was living, the way his heart was trusting in God, God just was so thankful for what he had as an opportunity in front of him. Continuing on in verse 9, and I'm going to read this in two different translations here because it's just slightly different. It gives us a different feel to it. First, in the New International Version of the Bible, uh, in verse 9, it says, This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Slightly different in the New Living Translation, it says, this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on the earth. So that's parts kind of all the same. But then this, it's a little bit different. It says, and he walked in close fellowship with, with God. So again, the NIV translates that last part, he walked faithfully with God, and the New Living Translation is he walked in close fellowship with God. Putting them together, he faithfully, so you you get the picture of faithfully, of something that regularly happens. It's on a clock. It happens so regularly. It just, it's a normal part. It's a daily part. It's an hour by hour. It's something that's going to happen because it's faithful. Think of some of the things, you know, we talk about here in Wyoming, we know about old faithful. Why is it called old faithful? Because it's on a schedule. It happens regularly. Uh, Truthfully, I've never researched it. I don't know how often it goes off, but there's a reason why it's called Old Faithful, because of the disciplined way it is on a schedule. It goes off. A person who faithfully is in close fellowship with God is someone who regularly, on a schedule almost, daily, is thinking about God, spending time with God, 
obeying God, Noah, what you think of the first two parts, he was a righteous man. He was blameless among his people. Now let's get things understood here. It does not mean he was without sin. Let's not even go there. Jesus was the only one to ever who have who had ever walked without sin. That means Noah was a sinner. So don't think for a moment that I'm tr- saying or the Bible is saying that he was without sin. But in comparison to the evil, to the inhumane way that the, mo- the people around him were acting, he was blameless. He wasn't as evil. He wasn't as sinful as everyone else. He was doing things righteously or doing things the right way from God's point of view, which truthfully, the biggest thing in righteousness is the fact that we're simply chasing after God, faithfully seeking God. Righteousness happens through the Holy Spirit helping us to become more righteous. We can't do it on our own because of our own selfish, sinful nature. Righteousness, righteous living comes from a person who faithfully is in close fellowship with God. And then God has something to work with. Let me get a quick drink here. You see what that's saying, guys. It was his faithfulness in spending time with God, his faithfulness and walking close with God that caused him to be righteous in how he lived. He did things the right way because because of his faith and his faithfully walking close with God. Are you hearing guys? I really want to, this is the point that Noah's story really causes us to to pay attention to. I want to let me jump now there's Noah is talked about in several other places throughout scripture after his story's all over his story was so good that they kept talking about it. We're going to jump to uh, the New Testament and it's in Hebrews chapter 11. And the Hebrews chapter 11 is called the Hall of Faith. It just lists person after person after person who walked in faith of God, who trusted God with their lives and therefore lived their life in accordance with that. Well, one of the people it talks about naturally is Noah. Starting in verse 7 of Hebrews 11, it says, It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God, who warned him about things that had never happened before. But his faith, oh no, I'm sorry, by his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. So the, the, what, what it's saying there is his faith and God was able to do what he did with building the ark because of Noah having that faith in God. He was able to utilize Noah to do what he did and he also allowed God to do what he did for the rest of the world, which was bring an end to them so that he could have the fresh start with Noah. It was Noah's faith in God and his faithfulness in living for God in close relationship with God 
that God was able to do the right thing through Noah and build the big boat and save his family and all the other animals. God called him onto a faith-filled journey. It was going to be a hard journey. I mean, you think of what Noah had to do, building that ark. It was a huge boat. It was one and a half football fields long. Now, today, we have boats like that, or you know, big cruise liners all over the place. But guys, think of the shipyards that are building those big ships. Noah didn't have that. And the tools that he had were pretty basic compared to what we have today. The thing was a, a f- one and a half football fields long and like a four-story building high. Now, on top of that, imagine building this. He wasn't where, where God had him build this would have been nowhere near water. So imagine building a boat like this in Gillette. And you know, it's a place where, truthfully, they had never experienced a flood in that time period yet. So that's, that's Gillette, isn't it? I mean, can you imagine Donkey Creek flooding? Ooh, that's scary. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it, we don't get worked up about floods in Gillette. Well, that's how the people would have been thinking. What in the world are you doing, Noah? You're building a huge ship here in the middle of nowhere. There's no chance of water what are you thinking? The people surely picked on him, laughed at him, mocked him. It was a hard journey that God called him to. But when God called him to it, you don't see anything in the story where Noah said, ah, God, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm not going to do that. That sounds hard to me. God, I'm going to get picked on for this. God, this is, doesn't make sense of building. The, what's a flood, God? You know, all these questions that he could have asked, we don't see any of those questions being asked. Instead, we see Noah acting in faith, trusting in God, trusting that God had a plan, trusting that God's plan was the best way, and he simply lived faithfully. He did what God called him to do because of his faith. His faith caused him to live faithfully. Let me say that again. His faith, his belief in God, his trust in God caused him to live faithfully. It says in, in jumping to chapter 7, verse 5, it says, So Noah did everything the way God told him to build the ark, the way he was supposed to get all the animals there. He did everything exactly as God had commanded him. He faithfully did them. He acted as Noah always did. God says to do it. All right. I'm in. I'm going to do it because that's what God says. How does one get to the point where they're so willing to act in faith, to to read a call that God has on our lives, and we simply say, okay, I'm in, I'm going to do it that way. No matter how hard, no matter what persecution or mocking or questioning that we might get from others, if God says it, we do it. 
That was Noah. And again, he wasn't without, he, he sinned. He wasn't without sin, guys. So I'm not saying that. I'm sure he was married. I'm sure he had kids. I'm sure that he had some of the same relationship struggles that we have with others as well. I have no doubt that he had some brokenness, that he had some issues. I mean, living in the world that he lived in at the time with all of the depravity, the brokenness, the evilness, I have no doubt that this man had some stuff going on. But when push came to shove, when God said, Noah, this is what I need of you, Noah did it. He had faith. He trusted. He believed that God knew better. He trusted that God had a clue for him in his life. And so in his faith, he acted in faithfulness. He did what God asked him to do. He was obedient. And he was blessed because of it, guys. You look at the big picture of the story. Yes, the flood came. Yes, everybody else died except for Noah and his family. They lived and they started a new journey for the human race. He was the blessed one. Why? Because he faithfully walked in fellowship with God. When all the rest of the world was distracted and walking away from God, Noah realized that walking with God faithfully was better. Let me say that again, guys. When all the rest of the world was distracted and walking away from God, Noah realized walking with God was better. You know, I, I wish that the rest of the Bible was already written for Noah's sake uh, because there's, you know, certain parts of the scriptures that I think that Noah just would have gravitated to, that he just would have been excited about. For instance, uh, in the book of Isaiah chapter 40, what a powerful chapter this is. I invite you, dig into that and and see some of what God is saying in here Um He's helping us in Isaiah 40, the whole chapter, it's a, it's a bunch of verses, but he's helping us to see how big God is, how huge God is, powerful, mighty, strong. He, he's huge, guys. God is God. He's you know, bigger than the universe. He's big. And we, humans, we're not. We're just not. For instance, starting in verse 6, I'm not going to read all of it, but I'm going to read just a little bit for you here. All people, that's us, we are like grass. So we're, we're in comparison to God here, okay? All people are like grass, and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. And the grass withers and the flowers fall, but, but the word of the Lord endures forever. You see, we're trying to see this picture of what Noah knew. Why in the world would I not be, have faith in God? He's huge. He's all powerful. He loves us. He created us. 
And the list goes on of the good characteristics of God that Noah had a picture of, and therefore he was faithful to God. And also, by the way, Noah had a good picture of who he was in comparison to God, especially after the flood. Holy cow. Well, I guess it would have been holy two cows. Uh, Pastor joke. Noah would have had a picture of how big and awesome and mighty God is in the midst of that flood. But somehow he had it beforehand because when God said, build a boat, he did. The faithfulness of God or the faithfulness of Noah is off the charts. God said, jump. He said, how high or how big of a boat do you want? Later on in chapter 40 of Isaiah, in verse 15, it says, Surely the nations, so now we're talking about all the nations of the world, surely the nations are like a drop in a bucket. They are regarded as dust on the scales. God weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. Are you seeing the picture that that Isaiah is painting for us here? We're nothing in comparison to God. Jumping down to verse 25, it says, To whom will you compare me? This is God talking. Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all of these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Noah had a picture of God as being the almighty God. And he had faith. He trusted in God. He believed in God. And so when God said, do this, he said, how high? How big? How much tar do you want me to put on it? How many animals? These, this many animals? And he just faithfully walked in relationship with God very end, I don't know if maybe you know this famous passage at the very end of chapter 40 of Isaiah, it's that one that says, uh, God gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But here, here's the exciting part. Those who hope in the Lord, those who recognize how big God is and how frail we are, those who have faith in God. I'm I'm adding some extra parts here, guys, in case you're wondering. Those who put their trust in God, they will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Noah had faith. He trusted God with his life. And therefore, God showed him the right way to live, the right things to do. And Noah did them. He had reverent fear in God, and he lived in faithfulness. Guys, we are all called to trust God with our lives. And if we do, he will help us to know the right way to live. That's the Holy Spirit in our lives. If we continue to seek God, chase after God, 
Psalm 42, as a deer pants for water, my soul longs for God, for the living God. The more we, in our faith in God, the more that we're willing to walk in faithfulness, faithfully spending time, having a relationship with God as Noah did, God will show us the right way to live. That's where our righteousness, our righteous way of living, that's where it comes. Even when, especially when we're being mocked, when we're being challenged, when we're at work and people are laughing at us because of our faith, when our families are going against us because we're wanting to walk in faith and they're wanting to walk a different way. When we walk in faith, God will show us the right way to live. And the cool thing is God will be with us and encourage us and love us through that, even when, especially when the world is coming against us, just like Noah. So guys, what are you going to learn from Noah? In your life groups, how, what are you going to discuss? Hopefully we're going to discuss what it looks like to live faithfully. Because that's what Noah did. That's what he is best known for. He had faith in God when the world said it wasn't necessary, when the world was walking away from God and living in ways that were unrighteous, that were evil, Noah said, I look at God and I think this is the better way. And I'm going to put my trust in God. I'm going to live faithfully. I'm going to faithfully chase after God and get to know him more and more. And in so doing, God then gave him righteousness, shared with him the right way to live. And out of that, salvation came. He was lifted out of the water and he found life. Guys, it's your turn. It's my turn. It's my turn to, to seek God faithfully, to be more intentionally faithfully. And as I learn the right way to live, as God shows me through his word, through, uh, through mentors teaching me, through all the different ways that God can teach me, through my prayer time, as God lifts up his knowledge, his wisdom into my heart for me to be willing to say, God, I'm going to live the way you want me to live. I'm going to be faithful to what you call me to. Guys, that's holiness. And we do that as we put our faith in this almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing God, the God who created, the God who loves us, the God who is there for us, the God who has an opportunity for eternal life to happen through his work. He's willing to show us the better way. Will you faithfully walk with God? That's what Noah showed us. It's a great story. It's not just a cute story. It's a, it's a, it's a rough story. But man, it's a good story because of God and a faithful man who was willing to walk with God. Guys, have a great week. Have some great life group discussions. And we will see you next week.